Uh-huh. Oh, praise God. So um, today we're going to talk about um, what it means to be of no reputation. Of no reputation. I was thinking about our conference theme and about the bride positioning herself and making herself ready. And it is our job and our duty to make ourselves ready for what God wants to do with us. Uh, one of the <clears throat> I think great tragedies of a church life is that it kind of tends to get routine and people settle in because uh, coming to church is a tradition for us. We kind of get set in a tradition of just showing up and appearing and uh, you know going to through the motions of hearing the word and, and not really thinking about where we're headed and the goal that God has for us uh, as the church and as his bride and as a body of believers. I was looking over the prophecy that I received from Miriam Hellman uh, many years ago. It's been maybe, I know, over 15 years ago now about um, uh, this ministry and what we're called to do. And that uh, God is calling us to uh, work diligently to prepare the bride of Christ for the coming of the Lord. And especially for the work that we are called to do for him uh, while we're here on this earth. And so I was thinking about that and I thought, well, God, you know, we need to make sure that we are ready for what you're doing. And, and part of that readiness, I believe, is to make sure we stay in the will of God by imitating Christ. One of those things was the fact that Jesus made himself of no reputation. He humbled himself and made himself conformable unto death, even the death of the cross. And so <clears throat> I know this isn't talked about a lot because people don't see the relationship between getting our needs met and dying daily but there is a correlation everything goes together and everything works together and so I felt it would be be good for us to always keep in mind our example is Jesus and how he lived his life and before God exalted him he had to humble himself make himself of no reputation and obey the father in all things and I think that's an exemplary life to live I think that's the highest life to live and I think that's the best life to live is to do the will of God. So in Philippians 2 we'll start in verse 7. Uh, verse 5 I'm sorry he said let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus. And it's not a mind that you visit here and there but it's a mind set. It's like letting your mind be set like this or letting it be set in this position if you if you get a thought that doesn't cooperate with this mindset then bring yourself back to this way of thinking and many times we'll get ideas we'll have dreams we'll have fantasies we'll have desires we have all of these things going through our mind but that should not be what your mind's set on Uh, Your mind cannot be set on high things. It cannot be set on uh, things that exalt you that are centered around you. Uh, Your mind must be set on the same things that that Jesus' mind was set on. And he says, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. So when he was in heaven and he was in the form of God, he didn't consider it robbery to be equal with God. He knew who he was based on his position, based on his relationship, based on his association with God the Father. He was with him from the beginning. He knew who he was. So when he was in that identity, he knew exactly who he was. So he didn't think it was robbery to be equal with God but made himself he took himself from that highly exalted position that he always had with the father from the beginning he made himself of no reputation so what he did was he made a decision to live a certain way. And I know that we can all make that same decision. You can make a decision to live the way God wants you to live. You can make a decision to keep a mindset within you that was the same mindset that was in Christ. 
I don't think it's robbery for us to to keep ourselves in his mindset. See, it, it, to be equal with him in that way, in the way that we think, in the way that we see ourselves, in the way that we walk in this earth. I don't think that's wrong to do. I think it's wrong to pick a a, a position that Christ held and want only that. That's that's not the mind. That's not the mindset that we're talking about. So he says he made himself of no reputation, and took upon himself the form of a servant or slave. That word servant means slave. It means that you serve and you have no uh, say so in what you do. See, that's hard for human beings, right? Right there, it puts their everybody puts on the brakes on the inside when you hear that because oh god what is god going you know we go bananas thinking those things but he says he took the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men so it was jesus's decision to have himself made in the likeness of man and when he found himself fashioned as a man he did what human beings do or what God designed us to do. So here you find not only what Jesus did. But you find the design that God had for us from the beginning. And he says being found in fashion as a man. He humbled himself. And became obedient unto death. And when we say obedient we mean obedient to the father's will. So when when God created us, he created us to humble ourselves to him. He never uh, had in mind for God to be, I mean for man to be a renegade running around down here with lordship over the earth. He always intended for us to do things under him. You can tell the founders of this this uh, country knew had heard from God because they put the the nation under God, not above God, not with some other God, but under God. And so God wants all things under Him. He doesn't want anybody running around here with ideas of their own. That guy's already been judged as being a renegade. You got me, and he's been uh, summarily <laughs> disbarred from <laughs> the first estate. But he says. He he found himself, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore, God also highly exalted him. For that reason, God did this. And has given him a name which is above every name. That at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and earth and under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So what God did, what Jesus did was a plan of God for him. He, His plan was for him to come to the earth as a man. Fulfill obedience to God the Father as a man. And then allow God to exalt him in due season when it was time to be exalted he uh, being of no reputation is a mindset it's it's a way that you fix your thinking when you find yourself thinking about lofty things for yourself or one day i'm going to do this so you have to check yourself you understand what I'm saying? It's a mindset of correcting yourself to stay in the will of God. It's not that God doesn't want great things for us, good things for us, big things for us. Whatever it is that he's told you he's going to do, he's going to do. But you don't want to fix your mind on there because there is a vision and a goal but on a day-to-day basis you have to live a life that's pleasing to God and this is what Jesus endeavored to do he didn't live out of the fact that he would be exalted one day he didn't live out of the reputation that the anointing brought him with people he didn't feed off the enormous crowds of people that would come to hear him preach but he was able to keep the mindset that he was here to do a job he was here to please the father he had to make sure the father approved of what he was doing he had to make sure those things were cool with the father or he couldn't go forward in them he had to keep peace between himself and the father and so this is what that mindset does it resides in the mind of Christ 
the mindset of making yourself of no reputation resides in the mind of Christ. If you don't believe it, you look at any worldly sinner person out here and they're going for themselves 24-7. They have nothing else to, to, to reflect on. <clears throat> We have this mind as believers. The world doesn't have it. This mindset Jesus saw himself as a servant, a slave. A slave has no say so in what they do or where they're called to do it. They have a mindset of obeying the master. And so this is hard for many people to deal with. You see teachings all the time in the body of Christ and pretty soon they start to rise up to where you're elevating yourself in a position beyond serving. You got me? And, and uh, you know making people feel uncomfortable if, if they uh, choose a life of humility and service to God and you know well you can have this and you can have that and God doesn't want you to you you understand what I'm saying we kind of correct each other's mindset uh, by trying to feed something else in there I believe that if you obey God you run into wealth and riches the Bible's so full of promises like that you don't have to argue with people and convince them that God wants them wealthy you know you might have to argue with them about the healing thing now I found that to be true because many people just you know they they, doesn't click with them but 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 I would do that I'd rather argue with you to get your body well than to try and get you to to want money you know what I'm saying because once you're well they kind of go hand in hand anyway and so if you're obedient to God if that's for you you'll receive that but what we need is more people who have this mindset come on folks the Bible never told us have this mindset in you that God wants you to be wealthy you know, the apostle said he wanted above all things you prosper and be in health. He spoke that to a specific group of people who probably weren't there and it was hurting them. But we've got to understand that this is a mindset for all believers. This is something that will take you through. I don't care where you go. This mindset will preserve you. It will help you. It will bring you in favor with God the Father. It will bring blessing into your life. It will bring everything that you need into your life. It will make you feel good about serving God. I don't know about you but I feel good when I can serve somebody else. I, I don't want all this this other stuff that people think is so necessary for us for our self esteem as Christians you have no self as Christians you have Christ in you the hope of glory so being of no reputation becomes a mindset you set your mind on that and you don't let your flesh rise up and desire a position a title or so we got so many titled people around here it's it's sad and we don't have enough people serving out of that title to validate it and so what you want to do is if God's called you to do something you validate yourself by doing the works that Jesus did so he saw himself as a servant because he was fashioned like a man he humbled himself to that role and that would let you know that God created us to serve one another in love amen that's what we're created for iniquity destroyed that mindset you see it you see it with what Satan said to himself I will exalt myself I will put myself in a position I will do this and I will do that in other words what God wants for me isn't good enough I'm going to take my own way and I'm going to exalt myself it says Jesus emptied himself became obedient even unto death that's why the, the Bible tells us we die daily this is a daily thing you know you can have a dream in the middle of the night that you're the the most important person in the world that's why you got to get up in the morning and crucify that thing <laughs> so every morning you get up you crucify that thing amen and and God will will in due season trust me God will give you what's due you in due season amen you don't have to fight your way up to to anything you don't have to try and 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 be somebody God will will make you you who he wants you to be exaltation is a position that has its own mindset 
So it conflicts with the mind of Christ that he wants us to imitate him. He never had that mindset of exalting himself. He called himself a servant. He even said if you want to be the master of everybody you got to be servant of all. That left a lot of people scratching their heads. You know wait a, wait a minute I'm either on top or I'm on the bottom. See, they saw slavery as a permanent position in a person's life. And it is. We're always servants folks. Don't ever get the opposite idea of anything. We're always servants. You may have a reputation and you may have a, a position. And you may even have the respect of men. You may have the praise of men. But you still have to keep that mindset in you. You can't ever get the mindset that you're up there. You keep the mindset in you. People may 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 respect your title because out of respect for it. And that's fine. We're to give honor where honor is due. We're to respect those. Especially those who labor among us full time. We're to give them high regard the Bible says. But you also that person has to not regard themselves highly themselves. you got to keep a balance in there. So the mindset of no reputation is something we're going to talk about a little bit. Because I don't think people really understand it we recoil at it because everybody wants to be thought highly of and you are God loves you he loves you with an everlasting love he loved you from the beginning but the mindset of no reputation is something you must keep between you and God and you know how you regard yourself and you know when that thing is getting derailed and when it's it's running on course so in Matthew 3:13 i found a, an example of that with Jesus in making himself of no reputation he is our example and so we are to follow him in all things in Matthew 3 verse 13 Jesus came from Galilee to Jordan to, uh, to John to be baptized of him but John resisted saying I have need to be baptized of you and you're coming to me and Jesus answering said to him allow it to be so now for thus it becomes us to fulfill all righteousness here he is identifying himself as a man as a mere man coming to John to fulfill righteousness everybody who wanted connection with the father and wanted uh, to follow Christ or follow the gospel or follow uh, what God was doing at that time was being baptized unto repentance and Jesus said I am fulfilling all righteousness by doing this I'm not making myself of an exception I am making myself part of the general rule it's good to keep yourself in a mindset that you are fulfilling righteousness and being part of the general rule. You're not exceptional. Very often when, when we have challenges or things like that we kind of try and keep ourselves alive with this inner pep talk. You know how people in the world call it psyching yourself out. You know you got to psych yourself into uh, feeling good about yourself. You got to psych yourself into not putting yourself down. You got to. Those are old rules that the man of the flesh plays by. When you belong to Christ, you get your mind renewed with the Word. You don't have to psych yourself into anything. You don't have to pep talk your way into anything, and you don't have to clamor. Uh, to have your ears itched with some kind of new revelation how wonderful you are all you need to do is stay in the mind of God and he will help you and heal you most of us need more healing and coming into the right mindset than we do some kind of pep talk you know some kind of uh, hype yourself up and and be all wonderful you know many of the preachers now are doing that great swelling words of man's wisdom but no demonstration in power you got me you follow the demonstration in power because that's what God's called us to he hasn't called you to great swelling words because all they do is puff up your fleshly mind make you think you're greater than what you are you know that's kind of the Oprah uh largest church in the world mentality where they got all these these all these people from all different faiths and cultures the new age syndrome 
where they come in and tell you, oh, it's going to get better. Uh, you, it, you're great. You're wonderful. You're all this. That's not the mindset we're to have. That's not going to help your neighbor get healed. That's not when if they empower you with the power of God to go out and do something and help somebody, then you fall in line with that. But there's so many who are puffing people up and pumping them up and uh, pronouncing all of these great things on people, and and all it does is puff up their fleshly mind and cause them to get in trouble when they try to do something for God see the power won't be there and so we have to keep ourselves in the right mindset but Jesus when he was baptized of John John didn't want to do it and he's Jesus said I have to fulfill all righteousness because the father told him go and have John baptize you I don't want you to set yourself apart or higher than any of these people why it was important for people to know who Jesus was by revelation not by him telling everybody he was wonderful but by revelation of the father that's how we know jesus we're invited to this thing folks you don't invite yourself you get invited in and because the father reveals who the son is to you it's it's a personal revelation that's why you have to make a personal confession of christ and so here jesus is he's not going to make himself of any reputation he says in verse 16 when he was baptized he went up straight away out of the water and lo the heavens were opened now this is what you want you want the heavens open and a witness of God to attest to what you've done you don't want man's reputation you don't want any of that stuff but when he did this the heavens were opened unto him and he saw the spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him and a voice from heaven said this is my beloved son and he did the right thing I'm pleased with what he did he got me so God will verify your good works God will witness your good works God will leave that imprint of your good works on you and so Jesus was baptized of John and he did the right thing John felt unworthy to baptize Jesus but he was obedient amen he was obedient to the father and he humbled himself and baptized him now this will happen to you sometimes when God tells you to do something people will recognize that you are in a position to demand higher things but you humble yourself and do what you're supposed to do you got me you do what your heart tells you to do in God I get that a lot when I when we have food served around here and I joke about it and I tell people I don't want death in the pot that's what prophets are for and you don't want to die from what you eat you, you understand what I'm saying I try to keep it low key because I realize where most people come from the pastor doesn't lift a hand to do anything natural you got me or normal they'll serve food you've been anywhere where the pastor serves food I do it because I want to please God you got me I do it to please him he and I have a covenant with each other it's a personal thing and if my personal thing makes somebody uh, uncomfortable then they can go to God and try to get understanding of what I'm doing he'll tell you if you want understanding but if you want to just chat about how uncomfortable you are with it he'll let you do that too but I do it because number one I respect that people need to be shown hospitality and that is the first duty of any bishop overseer preacher pastor you have to be given the hospitality number one you've got to learn how to make people feel comfortable and not uncomfortable around you Number two is I know people are uncomfortable sometimes around anointed people. That's why anointed people hide from people all the time. But that thing will wear off as you deal with people and they'll learn how to get comfortable around. They did Jesus did it. We can do it too. You have to go hide yourself from people and have entourages and guards at the door so they don't come in. Come on now folks. This is, this is nonsense. We tolerate a lot of nonsense among God's people. And we need to get normal. And quit doing this kind of junk. I do it also because the first job God sent me to do, I never did it. Because he had something else for me to do. And I remember that first job. I was going to make peanut butter sandwiches at a homeless shelter. And he said, he said, no, I, I don't want you to do that right now. I've got something else for you to do. 
So I'm still fulfilling my first job making peanut butter sandwiches. You got me? That's still on my plate to do. You understand me or am I talking to a blank wall here? Don't and get convicted about it, okay? Those of you who are little still high minded about what you do, uh, get some conviction in your heart to learn how to bend and serve. You got me? Learn how to bend and serve. Because it, this is a mindset that won't fail you. And it's not because I have low self esteem and I don't feel like I'm worthy to sit with the preachers. You know, people need to get a grip. This is right in the Bible. You got me? It's right in the Bible. Jesus fed people. Do you did you read that? It wasn't just a miracle. He fed people. He cared if they ate or not. He cared if they were going home to an empty cupboard. He cared if they fainted along the way. He cared uh, he cared and he showed he cared and he took care of things. You know, we need to come out of our coma of whatever we're in and start dealing with the realities of life. Hunger is still a problem even in this country, folks. Christians can't pretend like it's not there. And we can't pretend like it's somebody else's problem all the time to feed somebody. That's what we're supposed to do. That's what we're called to do. That's making yourself of no reputation. It's doing whatever is necessary to do to make sure that somebody else is blessed. Somebody else's life is comfortable. Somebody else knows God cares about them. We do those things. It's not always somebody else's job to do those things. So people will, will sometimes recognize that, that you, you, you're capable of doing more. You know, you wear another hat, you, you serve another role. But your job is to, to be a servant and, and do that calling. That's your true calling. So the Holy Spirit witnessed that this was the will of the Father for Jesus to be baptized of John. He did, he lived, he led by example. Others had to be baptized, he got baptized too as a man. He did not ride on his reputation. He didn't ride on accolades. He didn't ride on his last miracle. He didn't ride on any of that stuff. But he humbled himself to serve at all times. And that's the role we we must play. If we're to to wait for God to equip us, we can't be full already. We've got to be emptied out. I mean, this equipment won't fit on full people who think they got it all figured out and think they know everything in God. <clears throat> so people who have reputation uh, will answer to their reputation. They'll only respond when people recognize them as the this, this, you know, people announce you. They announce you according to how they want you to be identified. And so we, we have to be careful about our identification in the world. I mean, people, people, uh, uh, he's the pastor of the largest this and that, and they inflate you. And you respond to that and then pretty soon you've got to make up answers that will keep you on their top rank of what they want to call you you understand what I'm saying in other words you can't say anything controversial you can't say anything that's strictly the word you can't answer according to the will of God because you know you'll be knocked down a few pegs and what should you care if you're already of no reputation why do you care how they announce you huh how do you, what do you care? And so God is the one who is in charge of our reputations. He's the one who is in charge of what we do. He is the one who is in charge. Our reputation will get us into certain doors. God's anointing will get you into doors too. He'll open doors no man can close. If a man opens a door for you, he can close it to you. So when you're of no reputation, uh, you could care what the size of the door is. Amen. I'm going to say it again. When you have no reputation, you could care what the size of the door is. If God opens the door, you go in. You got me? We have to make sure that we're not looking for invitations to do certain things based on how the world would perceive us.
Oh, if I could just get to so-and-so's meeting and get before all those people, boy, I would really blow up. You understand what I'm saying? And so we have to make sure. Sometimes people want to be, you'll see it all the time, people who are in uh, little businesses want to go to a large church because then they can pass out their business card to, you know, it's like Americans when uh, we were, didn't trade with the, the communist Chinese for years. People got, well, congressmen, they were always inundated with lobbyists and letters from people who thought we should go over to China. You know, it's, uh, well, I sell pencils. If I can get every Chinese person to buy one pencil, that's some odd billion pencils I can sell. You know what I'm saying? And so many people look at the, where they go to worship that way. You know, it, if I can get in so-and-so's church and get in the right, in the right committee on the right whatever, whatever, then I can, can sell my insurance to them or sell my cookies to them or sell whatever it is I sell to them. And so many times we look at our reputation and putting ourselves in a position for a large door based on what man does instead of allowing God to get us to where we want to be. It's amazing. I was remembering a, a there was a woman that um, she CBN always has a, a Thanksgiving dinner where the staff goes to eat and this is the beauty of it. It's a staff dinner but they always invite homeless people in. It's mandatory. Everybody has to go. You don't have an excuse for not going. Pat Robertson's there. Usually his family used to be there. I'm not sure they all come all the time but you know all the staff himself included and they go to this dinner and there was a woman there she was a guest and uh you know she wasn't working and uh pat just shook her hand and and you know had a little conversation with her and and uh she said i just want you to pray for me you know and usually that they didn't do that but he you know disobeyed god and prayed for her and she says well she says i really really want to work i don't like being on welfare and i don't like you know i don't want to work and he said well what do you do he said he said do you have any skills and she said well she said I don't know she said I don't do office work he said but I can tell you she said I do something he said tell me what it is she said I make ornaments and he said you do she said yeah she said I make these little ornaments she said and and people really like them you know and he had her send one to his office and he looked at it he says most beautiful thing I'd ever seen and he said I asked her how could how many could you make and how fast could and they got to working with her this this woman as far as I know she's still getting her income from her ornaments but she was able to make a living she put some people to work oh just you understand what I'm saying just because of being humbling herself and coming who wants to come to a dinner provided for somebody because you don't have money you know and and but she had to be there she brought her children with her and she put it in her heart to do better she had it in her heart to do better she wasn't trying to go there because there were so many people that could buy her stuff she just showed up there and God blessed her out of it blessed her tremendously tremendously and and it was a good testimony to Pat for being in the right place at the right time and doing what God told making himself of no reputation and humbling himself to pray for somebody who just wanted prayer and so this is how the body of Christ works folks this is how we work this is how we work this is not how church life works or religious people work but this is how the body of Christ works so we have to make sure that we are uh, uh, not living off reputation. It will open certain doors for us. Or it will get invitations for us to do certain things based on how the world perceives us. But we always want to bow to serve God when we do anything. You go somewhere, you're there as a servant. If you're in the supermarket, you're there as a servant. If you're in the dollar store, you're there as a servant. All the time, you're somewhere as a servant. And we serve the master alone. God is in control of what we're to do. Our reputation. That is not to say you have to strive with man if you run into conflict over something. But you have to always remember to humble yourself to the will of God because you are there to serve God. You're there to be led by the Holy Spirit.
There are people with needs that we walk by all the time because we don't have the mind of a servant. I'll tell you one of the things that the enemy does when you get around people. If you if you have a thought to share Christ with them. The enemy will fight you all the time about oh suppose they say no. Or suppose this. it's getting you out of that mindset of being a servant. Because a servant you don't they're not rejecting you you're of no reputation here and so sometimes that reputation thing will come and want to jump back on us to keep us from stepping out and saying what God wants us to say it's good to smile at people when you pass them it's good to say little small things to them just to as a friendly something to to engage people in some way because you're not always sensitive to the spirit of God to know what to say but as you begin to open your mouth he begins to fill it with words and if that person needs to know the Lord that will come up in that conversation you got me if you if it's not what you need to say to that person then you've you've at least smiled at somebody you know you made their day with a smile and if nothing else so the mindset of no reputation allows us to reflect on our beginnings with God which are humble and which are small and this is the important thing that we need to keep in mind because the things that you do over a period of years can change your mindset of servanthood trust me I see it all the time they don't say it can't because it does if you're sitting on a pew if you're a minister you'll start to think of yourself more highly if you're sitting on a pew you'll start to relate well I've been saved X number of years and I don't have to do this and I should be you understand what I'm saying and so we we let our our reputation get distorted because we make ourselves of reputation we think of ourselves more highly the mindset of no reputation then if we reflect on our humble beginnings it becomes a memorial to us it becomes a memory memorial means it just makes you remember your your beginnings your humble beginnings you know people will will say things like you'll hear sometimes people who have been married for many years and have prospered I remember when when we had a simple life we could barely afford this and we were so happy when yeah you see what I'm saying it gets complicated Denise so you know you have to make sure that that you keep the but the mind of Christ that mindset of no reputation will help you to reflect back on where you were and where God found you how he's prospered you because he decided to prosper you not because you necessarily earned anything with your obedience you got me there's there's an obedience factor that that motivates us to obey because there's a reward there but God's in charge of the reward He's in charge of the timing of the reward. He's in charge of the size of the reward. He's in charge of how you perceive the reward. Some people live off of their reward mentality. You need to live off your no reputation mentality. That one will keep you. So um, being of no reputation becomes a memorial to us um, in a memory. Like I said I serve food because I remember my first job God gave me. He promoted me above that but I always go back to do that job. I remember that, that that's where I began with him. So it gives us humble beginnings that, that our beginnings all start small. Jesus came as a baby helpless. If his mom and dad hadn't taken care of him, he never would have made it. So how helpless can you be? And so his birth had a, a humble beginning for him. We all have humble beginnings that we should not despise. Don't ever be angry about your start in life. It's hard not to do that because sometimes some some situations are rougher than others. Some situations are more difficult than others. Many people try to divorce themselves from their humble beginnings. Oftentimes we carry shame, <clears throat> fear of exposure, and resentment. It's all there, folks. Check yourself sometimes and see how you feel about how you started. Sometimes you'll try real hard not to identify there anymore because of where you are now. You want to bury that. You can tell by how people give their testimony. 
and how often they're willing to share it and with whom they're willing to share it. It's not to be shared with everybody all the time but there are times when it's relevant and it comes up. And so if we're ashamed of where we are or where we've been we won't have the right mindset about God's intervention in our lives. We'll think we we earned it. You know, we will be uh, will forget to give God thanks for where He's brought us from. All of the things He tells us not to do, uh, we'll start doing them. So it 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 <clears throat> it's there as your beginning. See, to to show you had a beginning in God. All seeds are small when they start. So there were seeds of the person that you are now in Christ in you at your beginning. Those seeds were there. Now that God's nurtured them and he's caused them to grow. Don't neglect understanding that you started as a seed. When God brought correction to David and and other men of God that you saw in the Bible. uh, He would always... Put them in remembrance of where he brought them from. Where they started. And and that's important because God often sees us the same way. You understand what I'm saying? As his planting. As his little plant that he has to nurture. And he causes to grow. And, and it's good for the father to see you that way. Don't ever want God to see you as somebody who's made it and doesn't have needs. Because you have them. That's not true. You have needs. You always have need of God. So it says also here that Jesus emptied himself. What are we doing when we empty ourselves? This is what we are to do. You empty yourself of anything that's high minded. Judgment. Criticism. Disdain. All things that go with making ourselves something higher or greater than our neighbor. Because when we start to judge and criticize, it's always against another individual, you know, that kind of thing. And making ourselves greater than our neighbor. Accusation, name calling, all those things. God calls us to say for instance if he calls you to a meeting or an assembly or you know we have this at the conference sometimes you know he calls you there to receive the word he calls you there to receive you know you see who the speakers are and who's ministering he calls you to receive ministry many people think they're called to meetings to prophesy They'll tell me they're coming, and if I need somebody to sing, they're available to sing. And you know, I'm saying I didn't need somebody when I checked this morning. You know what I'm saying? But you know, I've been in places where we've had a meeting, and I didn't know who was there. And I'd look around the room. I said, "Boy, Lord, we could sure use a a voice or somebody." And he always finds them for me. You know, I don't have to know who these people are in advance. I just, you know, some and you hit it sometimes, and sometimes you miss it. And you're thankful to God when you hit it on the the note at the right way. And so we had we had that at uh, at Nene's homegoing service. We. You know, I, there's a lot of people there, and I, you know, it took a while for the bus for Cleveland to get there. And I said, "Gee, we could use with a little anointing in this place." And so I was able to scan the room and, and find some people. And uh, Brother James came in, so I said, "Well, I know he can play the horn." So we, you know, what I'm saying? You, you don't need people to credential themselves in advance to let you know they're coming. You know, like lay the red carpet out so and so is on the way when you're young in the Lord sometimes you make those mistakes and then God corrects you you realize they're not proper because if he's in control of the meeting he can tell people who you are or somebody will come up and ask you you know I've done that and seen who God wanted to help out with different things but pretty much God will set the meeting up in advance to know what what he wants to have done people come in wanting to blow a shofar and sit up in the front and want to wave flags and all that kind of stuff it's high mindedness you know it's not humility it's a high form of high mindedness and we need to know that as people of God thank God when they went to Azusa Street they didn't have a bunch of people wanting to blow shofars and all that just waited on the Lord why can't we just wait on the Lord and, and do what he wants us to do and not cheat everybody out of what God has for them and so this the mindset of making yourself of no reputation means you lay all that down 
If you know you'll get tempted to want to blow a shofar when you get there, leave your shofar at home. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, if they call for one, then you bring it the next time. That kind of stuff. I don't know. But, you know, just understand that these forms of high-mindedness will not fit in with the end-time work of God. They just never have. They've never fit in with revival, with the outpouring of the Spirit for revival, all that kind of stuff. I remember Normal Hayes saying, that one time he said God wanted to do a miracle in somebody and the Lord said now I'm going to do this miracle he said but I don't want anybody singing I don't want anybody standing I don't want anybody in the podium he said I want to get all the glory for this and they obeyed everybody shut it down they shut up all the ministers went to their seats you know instead of adorning the podium you know like sometimes we do you know that kind of stuff it just you can do what God tells you to do and and he said Jesus put like four brand new hearts in people it was worth it to me you know it's worth it to sit down and not have to run your mouth about everything and give a word of knowledge and interpret every you know what I'm saying that kind of stuff just let God help people let him help people but Jesus knows what he's got to do if he wants to get the glory out of something he'll have to get the glory out of it to protect the servants who are there if we steal the glory for him or from him or try to walk in that it, it's not going to be beneficial for us and so he does it so that he can help people and spare the servants those that tried to you know they tried to steady the ark of God with their own hands come on now anyway so we are of no reputation this is <clears throat> we are to be in that mindset and so keep yourself of no reputation we have to empty ourselves of an identity that is higher than that of a servant you must always keep that servant's mindset on you it's a beautiful thing to walk in understanding that, that God has empowered you to help people you know if you understand about wanting to help people then you you keep that mindset on you often we strive within ourselves for importance and a different identity other than that of serving and and bring an argument into the open when we start wrestling against flesh and blood about it Uh, many times people will come and, and they don't see an open door to do this or that and they move on because they say people don't recognize their gift you know that's real common in the body of Christ and and those people don't have the mindset that would allow that gift to emerge that's why many times people don't recognize your gift because it's not seen because you're trying to make a reputation for yourself because of what God puts in you God's gifted everybody everybody has an ability a gift a calling they're not special and until they're developed by God so and they can't be developed unless you have the right mindset for letting them be developed so they have to be developed by the spirit of God and you have to cooperate with that by making yourself of no reputation so that inner strife has to be settled and the mind of Christ begin to reign in you before that gift can reach its full potential and especially its full potential in the earth you know there are people that are have great ability great talent uh, God even anoints them but then they'll start to take over the path of that gift by trying to make their own way through reputation if I could just get around so and so if I can just get around this person if I can just be identified with that person be honest with you I'm really thankful when that doesn't work for people see I'm thankful when it doesn't work because that lets you know that God still honors your gift he still wants to put it where he wants and that's where it'll be it's do its maximum effect is when you let God have it and many people don't do it until they're frustrated trying to beat down the doors of all the famous people they think who are going to make them look important and so we have to be careful about that mindset of angling and finagling and trying to get in the right door and get with the right people so that we can get here we'll have it made kind of thing what they're trying to do is not depend on God if I get there I'll have it so made that this will make a way for me instead of God making a way for me you see what I'm saying and so we have to be careful about wanting 
reputation for ourselves, wanting more money, wanting more this, wanting more that. Be full of, of, of you know, satisfaction and contentment with who you are. And let God add icing to the cake. You got the cake already. You got Christ. Anything else is icing, gravy, whatever your pleasure is. Gravy on your cake. I don't care what you. But you know what I'm saying. You, you have to really, <laughs> really understand who you are. And so we don't, <laughs> we don't wrestle with flesh and blood. You got me? I'm not your enemy. I'm not keeping you back. I'm not holding you back. I'm teaching you so that God can promote you. God can use you. You understand? I don't ever hold anybody back. People who have left here with that mindset, God usually corrects them. They'll call me later. They'll, Boy, I, I remember when we used to do so and so and such and such. And I just, I just want to thank you for, you know, they weren't thankful when they were here. But praise God, they got it straightened out now. They understand the truth. And so if it doesn't help the minister any, any to hold anybody back. And so we all have to keep the mindset of being servants. Jesus disappeared into the crowd to avoid the Pharisees being killed by his angels who were there to protect him. That, that, that should let you know what, what his mindset was. Because had they laid hands on him it would have been a different story. You to send people dropping dead like flies. But he took the humble route. He took the servant's route. He didn't have to go that way. Because you see that at, at when he was being arrested. And Peter tried to defend him. You know the usher with the sword. <laughs> There's so many of them loose in the church these days. But anywho we won't go there. <laughs> but um, you know what I'm saying. He humbled himself and and shrunk back and ran from the enemy rather than see himself be defended as the king of glory. You got me? And so you, you have to understand these things about what he he left I mean he left totally all his protection, his first all of that stuff. He laid it all down and depended upon the Father to give him a way of escape. So he could bear what was coming against him. That's what we're instructed to do. There is no temptation, a test or trial that's come to you that's, that's such as is common to man. These things that happen, happen to all of us. But God is faithful. And he won't allow you to be pressed beyond what you can tolerate. But he gives you a way of escape that you can bear it. Jesus took the way of escape instead of the way of power. You got me? So he ran from his enemies to keep them alive. You got me? So that they wouldn't be ruined and destroyed in trying to destroy him. So he emptied himself of all power having to do with judgment, ruling, and reigning. All of it. You never saw him pronounce judgment on anybody. Even the woman caught in the act of adultery or the man wherever he was I'm still looking for him they ain't brought him <laughs> they ain't brought him forth yet <laughs> understand what I'm saying but they were both supposed to be stoned to death but Jesus forgave her you got me told her don't go doing this anymore it's not like you got a free pass to adultery with him and and so we we have to understand that he relinquished all judgment and things of that nature that would have to do with his kingly status and his lordship status. But he's a judge of all now folks. He's All power is given to him. Why? Because he obeyed the father unto the death of the cross. And after that the father highly exalted him. So we have to wait for the father to exalt us. And you can't be looking for it either. Oh, I'll be glad when <laughs> I'll be glad when God puts me here. I'll be glad when you're right. Uh, just keep being glad later. You need to be glad now. Be glad that you have the mind of Christ, that you could humble yourself and be content and happy in the state of serving. Not so much in another state. I don't know what you would do if you didn't serve God. I I, I don't know what I would do. Uh, you know? Be a cut up somewhere no doubt. You know what I'm saying. Stupid stuff like people in the world do. But he emptied himself of the desire to preserve his own life. He emptied himself of that. 
It's hard to do. Most people don't ever go that far. But we're talking about our life, our carnal life. When we talk about dying daily, we're talking about dying to the man of the flesh so that the spirit man can live. We need to know that our greatest joy comes through giving. Just give it freely into God's hand and trust God to reward us in due season. There is a season where it's due, a season that is not due. Some people can tolerate what I call green bananas. They're not God's best because it's not ripe yet. But they'll go and grab for it anyway and get his second best. I I say a lot of times people don't obey God consistently because they've never known the reward of doing it. Once you know the reward of doing it, you'll do it. But if you don't do it, it's because you don't trust it. There's a reward for obeying him consistently. So he will reward us in due season. We are not to demand. When you empty yourself, you do not demand. He died for us. The purpose of his death was known to him. God never demands death without a purpose. So you got to know that dying daily to yourself has purpose. And you need to seek God for that purpose. If you don't understand it, if you don't understand why it's necessary, he will definitely let you know. He'll take you through the word and show you how when when people laid aside what they who were were and what they had, God exalted them. Look at the Apostle Paul. He was chased out of most cities he went to. Persecuted everywhere. He was flogged so many times. Yet God's honored him. There is nobody who doesn't that's a Christian that doesn't read Paul's writings. They're, they're in the Bible. And so God will exalt us in, in due season. Paul's season wasn't during his lifetime. Most of us get something. You know, I mean, come on, because you, you, you have to make it through this life. But he said he knew his he was being poured out as a drink offering. You got me? Everywhere he went, his life was poured out. Jesus died because it was appointed to all men once to die. He couldn't skip dying if he was a man on, on this earth. So he humbled himself unto death. Because it's appointed unto all men once to die. And after that the judgment. So this is appointed to all men. And he did what all men do. But he did not die in his sins. But he died in the sins of the world. Amen. Died in the sins of the world for you and for me. <clears throat> What's the purpose of our dying daily? It's not exaltation. That comes in God's timing. If you're looking to thinking if you die every day you're going to get a goodie at the end of the day. You might be a little mistaken. But God watches to make sure that he's satisfied that the purpose for our dying daily has been accomplished before he will exalt us. And when he exalts us it's because of his timing and things to reassure us that he was with us in that thing. When Jesus was baptized of John to fulfill all righteousness the heavens opened immediately and God said he was pleased. With us it might be a while. You understand what I'm saying? But you will at some point know God's pleased. You can have peace within yourself and your reassurance that what you did was a thing that God honored and that he wanted done. And that he will exalt you. Giving God's approval is an exaltation in itself. Knowing God's please with what you do is in itself something that lifts us us up. But on a daily basis we die to self for the purpose of serving humanity. That's the purpose of our daily death. So that we position ourselves to serve. We are called to different areas. Jesus said we will be witnesses. Servants are witnesses. In Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the uttermost parts of the world. So there is no area that we inhabit or sojourn where we are not there to serve. Got me? We must be there to serve. 
I was somewhere and I, I uh, you know, I'm so used to making sure our ministers are comfortable and I got to a place I said I don't have a car and we haven't eaten all day and you know blah this and blah that and it started to disturb me a little bit and I told the Lord I said you know what God I said I got some working to do here you know what I'm saying because you're so accustomed to it you think everybody's on top of their game like that and I knew this was the first time these people had done something like this and so God said yeah and I'm going to teach them I have to teach them just like I had to teach you and so forth and so on and I'm going but God I never let nobody starve he said you ain't gonna starve <laughs> you know what I'm saying you get these things on you you know these birds that get stuck they can't get off you know and, and so you have to go to God with those things and say well God I'm, I've got to understand this and I've got to you know lay this down again you know when you go somewhere you, you want to be treated in a hospitable manner especially if you do that yourself you sow that seed you expect that seed but if it didn't come back there it's going to come back somewhere you understand what I'm saying and so you have to again rely on God and not be high minded it can grab anybody and so we, we have to understand that you're called to serve your household and your family. You are not called to terrorize them because you've got Christ in you. You know, Jesus is not a terrorist. He is a servant. So you're called to serve your household, your family. <clears throat> I see frustrated ministers because God called us both to the ministry and they won't do this and they won't do that and you know well you got to love them you got to serve them you know you got to do what God tells you to do anyway just so that God will be glorified in your life you've got to obey God and so and trust that he that family harmony is not a reward for service folks family harmony is a promise of God it will come in its season it's not something that you can just say well I'm saved and I've got to have this and I don't have if I don't have this I'm mad at everybody that's not the way it works will never work that way many people are looking for a spouse to change and God's trying to change them looking for kids to change and God trying to change you looking for all these things to change so that they can be happy got me you better get happy now (laughs) your witness in Judea that's your neighbors your friends acquaintances people that you would meet outside of your comfortable surroundings so here we're getting a little uncomfortable having to serve people who are outside of our realm of influence and I'm going to tell you it's a challenge sometimes you know God would tell me to do something for our neighbors and uh, my husband was always embarrassed about that I don't know why you know what I'm saying but you know if I would reach out to a neighbor or something like that but they don't need that you know don't embarrass them you know all this kind of stuff I told him I said you know what you embarrass too easily I said I'm serving God and I'm going to do what God okay you know like don't stick God on me you know that kind of thing but you have to challenge people to come up to your mindset of thinking sometimes when you're doing the things of God in a marriage you can do a lot of things you can't do anywhere else God sees you as one and he wants to take you on as one and so I've seen many people couples backslide because nobody took the lead to obey God see it's a failure of somebody being responsible to keep that marriage on track with God you pray for them when they're rebellious against God you 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 challenge them and teach them to come up higher and come into a different mindset you know they'll they'll let you alone and watch what you do and observe what you do and see that it works and then they'll get convinced and hopefully continue to follow God themselves and so but you don't bow to somebody who's negative and fearful and all that kind of stuff you make up your mind we're going on with God we're not going to quit and so that's where you'll get your victory that's 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 serving folks you're serving so that that person can see your witness before Christ and God will validate you and stick with you I don't care what you do any decision you make to go with him uh, will be a, a good decision I remember Marilyn Hickey saying that her mother was always a tither but her dad didn't want the mom to tithe 
And so the mom told him, she said, well, I just believe in it. I don't think God's going to bless us if we don't continue to do this because it's something I just believe. And so she finally got him to agree to let her tithe off of the money he gave her to run the household. Marilyn said they never were hungry. Dad always had a job. And eventually dad got convinced. You know what? This don't seem right when you think about it, but it is the right thing to do. You understand what I'm saying? So, you know, and some people might say it as it's, it's rebellion. She's not submissive or resistant, but she just entreated him. You got me? And, and ministered and witnessed to him to to see her point of view and it was the word of God so you're allowed to do that if you're married to somebody you don't let them take the house the, the wrong direction especially if you're convinced in your heart it's the right thing to do so Samaria would be a place like your workplace where you have consistent contact and continual t- contact with the outside world I don't care if you're the boss. You're still called to serve if you're a Christian. Amen. Serve those people who are work alongside of you. You serve those who are over you. And you serve those who are under you. There is a way to serve them. So uh, we still have to release everything to God in order to achieve these things. Then we're called to the uttermost parts of the earth. Now, I think you need to be faithful in every place you're called. You can't have a preference calling where you, you know, oh, I'm on fire at my job and, you know, but I'm scared of my family. There's no such thing. You have to serve God everywhere that you are. Make yourself of no reputation. You got me? And this is how uh, we begin. We, we begin humble because we have very small beginnings in God. Oftentimes God will have us achieve great things for him but still have the mindset of a servant. Wait to be exalted. Sometimes God will exalt you to, to a good reputation among people. I can remember <clears throat> hearing people, you know, if I were somewhere and they would introduce me and people would say, well, you say, I can say this thing about her. She's faithful. She's a faithful. And I hear that over and over and over again. And that's the highest, you know. That's the highest recommendation because that's something that God honors and God considers to be of high value. And so it's a good thing. You know, you don't have to be the smartest, the most anointed, anything like that. But faithful is a good good way to be identified. So when we start out, we start out with a mindset of humility, humbling ourselves to God. And that's how you want to finish. You want to make yourself of no reputation from beginning to end. It will keep you. It will cause you to finish strong. Still be serving. That's why Billy Graham's still preaching at 90. He's not in the big stadiums anymore. But they'll go over to his home and let him uh, send a message to the people. Exhort the people. Encourage the people. Still pray for the people. He still makes himself of no reputation. Even though there's a museum built in his honor. Done all kinds of things in his honor. His children are, are, they are ministers now and have ministers built, built on his reputation as a minister. Why? Because he made himself of no reputation. He lets God be his reputation. And I believe that's a good place to start when you're preparing yourself to receive the gifts of God to go into greater works that he wants us to do because there's this world is is very very given over uh, in so many areas to the enemy's power and God has to give us power to overpower that power and we but we've got to position ourselves to do it making ourselves of no reputation just consider that that's one thing you might want to do in order to make yourself ready for the groom amen father in heaven we thank you for your word and for understanding thank you lord that we are people who know how to position ourselves for your coming not just your coming to rapture us out of the world but your coming for a perfected church a perfected bride one who loves you above all others we thank you we bless you and we praise you for it lord in jesus name amen praise god if anybody needs prayer come on up i'll pray